1: Welcome to Luna the Podcast. I'm your host, Carolina Salazar, and I am here to be your spiritual big sister, guiding you to self empowerment through self discovery. My goal with this podcast is to provide grounded and easy to understand self development tools to support you on your spiritual journey. My purpose is to help you learn to love both your light and your shadow and to empower you to start showing up as your best self by nourishing your soul and doing the inner work. I am so grateful you're here today, and I hope you enjoyed this episode. Hello, lovely people. Welcome back to Luna the Podcast. I hope you've been having a really awesome week. I hope that you're doing well. My life has been crazy lately. I've been going through a job change. I'm going on a trip and actually, a few trips in the next couple of weeks. I have family coming to visit. So, so much going on. Honestly, I'm feeling a little bit overwhelmed, but also excited with all these changes happening and all this transformation and um, just evolving, which is always, always exciting equal parts exciting and scary. And I've been having so much fun talking to you guys about astrology. It's been really awesome talking about something I'm so passionate about. I hope you guys have been really liking it. I've been just really enjoying being able to share something i'm so eager to share with the world and hopefully also help you understand it better understand your chart better dive deeper into it and learn your learn more about yourself because i think there's so much that goes into astrology it's really an intricate system and apps like co sometimes just don't give us the extent of insight that we need so I just hope that this series has been able to provide you with that hope that you've been just feeling like you're leaving the episodes with something new you've learned and something exciting to look into and to research about for your own chart and on today's episode which is the series finale I can't believe it It's been an awesome last couple of weeks, Um, but for this finale, we're going to be talking about two things. So I'm going to give a rundown of the houses. I have not talked about them in this series so far, so I'm going to dive into them. I know I've mentioned them throughout the series, and I want you to be able to dive deeper into them as well when you understand your chart. They're so important, so I really want to make sure I touch on them. And then I'm also going to talk about the nodes and how they are tied to our purpose and our evolution as a soul so with that being said if you've been enjoying the series i would really appreciate if you could please head to the top of spotify and just leave a quick rating and if you're on apple Podcasts, to just leave a quick review it would truly mean the world to me i would be so grateful to be able to help reach more people through these reviews and to get more reach Through the podcast. And so, with that being said, I hope you take a deep breath and hit download and let's dive in. All right, so let's get started with talking about the houses. As I have mentioned in, I think it was the first episode of this series. Our rising sign is what determines the structure of our birth chart. Why? Because our rising sign or our ascendant rules our first house. And as I've said before, based on our rising sign, our house placements will be structured in a very specific way. So the house placements are always going to go in the same order. So what does that mean, right? I think that sounds a little bit confusing. So I'm going to try to break that down. Normally, the zodiac goes Aries, Taurus, Gemini, Cancer, Leo, Virgo, Libra, Scorpio, Sagittarius, Capricorn, Aquarius, and Pisces. That's the order of the zodiacs. So the new zodiac calendar begins with Aries. So for example, if you're like me and you have an Aries rising, Aries will be your first house, Taurus will be ruling your second house, Gemini your third, etc. So it's going to go in that same order that I just mentioned starting in the first house but for example if you have a sagittarius rising your houses are going to be ruled by completely different signs so your first house is going to be sagittarius your second house is going to be capricorn your third house is going to be aquarius and on and on and on so as you can see that's why your rising sign is so important because it determines which signs will then rule all the subsequent houses Okay, so what are the houses? As you've probably been able to tell from the previous episodes, the planets are the what, right? So the sun is your vitality. The moon is your emotions. Saturn is structure. Jupiter is abundance and expansion and overdoing, etc. And the signs are like the energies or the vibrations that those planets embody, quote unquote, in your life. Or it's like how those planets show themselves in your life. The houses are different areas of our life. And we can have multiple planets in a particular house if we have multiple planets in a particular sign. So, what are the houses? Now we'll go in order. So, the first house represents your identity, it represents how you see the world, it represents essentially the same things that your rising sign represents. So, your outward view of the world, what you're learning to see the world as, your ego, your personality. The second house, which is traditionally ruled by Taurus, represents Taurus related things, so your five senses, your money, your like financial, like your approach to money and spending and also value, so like things that you value and then also your self-worth and how you think about yourself. The third house, which is traditionally ruled by Gemini, is associated with our communication with our local communities, with our siblings, and just with our neighborhoods and close by spaces. So for example, like traveling within your state or exploring your city, things like that the fourth house which is traditionally ruled by cancer rules our home it rules our family of origin it rules the environment we grew up in our culture and our relationship to our parents when we were little the fifth house is ruled by leo and it represents children so it represents how we will be when we parent and then also our relationship to children it also represents joy it represents our hobbies it represents the now so like things in your immediate environment, in your immediate reality, and the approach you take to those things. And then it also represents projects that become like your babies, you know, like things that you work toward and just fun, you know. The sixth house rules our routines. It rules our health and our wellness. It rules our jobs. So it rules like what we're going to be doing on a day-to-day basis, which is different than the 10th house, which I'll get to in a bit. And the sixth house is ruled by Virgo. The seventh house is opposite the first house, right? There are 12 signs and 12 houses. And so the first house and the seventh house are the first opposite houses. And this, therefore, all these opposite houses carry basically the opposite essence. So while the first house ruled by Aries represents ourself, like me, the, sixth, the seventh house is ruled by libra represents we it represents our relationship to the other it represents especially our one-on-one relationships with significant others with our bosses with our roommates anything that involves a contract or a commitment and things that are more one-on-one so like maybe a friend that you're really really close to or just how you approach your relationship to others the eighth house which is opposite the second house is ruled by scorpio the second house is naturally ruled by Taurus. And while the second house is a lot about like your individual finances and yourself and your self-worth and how you build those things of value for yourself, the eighth house is like what you share with other people. So it's like our collective energy. It's like inheritances, things you might earn from others, grants like being given a loan, like things like that. It can also be really related to how we transform and how we continuously go through cycles of rebirth in our life. So it's the the sign that rules that house is what is going to kind of dictate the energy of your personal transformation in your life. Your ninth house, which is opposite the third house, is ruled by Sagittarius traditionally and is opposite the third house. So as I mentioned, the third house is like traveling in your city or in your local neighborhood and your relationship to your siblings, and your local community. The ninth house, which is the opposite house, is related to travel in other countries, like meeting people from other cultures, absorbing information from new ideas, from new books, from just people that share views that are different than yours, and it's really also tied to our higher education, to getting master's degrees, to just travel outside of your country, and Absorbing wisdom from many different people with many different walks of life. The 10th house, which is ruled by Capricorn, represents our public life. It opposes our fourth house, which is ruled by Cancer. And as I said, Cancer and the fourth house are basically associated with our home, with our private life, with our parents, with like our intimate space. And so the 10th house is the opposite it's like how we are showing ourselves to the public eye and what we're building towards in our careers. So as I mentioned before, there's a difference between the 6th house and the 10th house when we think about career because the 6th house is associated with our job, right? So what we do on a day-to-day basis to make money, to pay the bills, etc. While the 10th house is like the accumulation of all your jobs. Like At the end of your career, what's going to be the theme that's going to surround all of those jobs? Like How are they all going to tie together? Or it's like, what type of legacy are you looking to leave in the world? and that's really where our 10th house kind of comes in. Our 11th house is ruled by Aquarius. It's opposite our 5th house, which is ruled by Leo. And so while I was saying, for example, the 5th house is really associated with fun, with ourselves, with our projects, with our hobbies, our 11th house is associated with our groups. It's associated with things that we do in community, things we do for the collective or together as a collective it's like your friend groups your social networks just networking in general and like things that you might do with other people not as much alone or on your alone time and then last but not least is a 12th house which is ruled by Pisces, it's opposite our sixth house. So all our sixth house is like our daily routine, our health, our wellness, our well-being, like the things that we do on a day-to-day that are physical to keep us going, like showering, brushing our teeth, things like that. Our 12th house is like the spiritual upkeep, right? So it's those those things beneath the surface that we tend to need as well, like meditation, like rest, like sleep, um, and like... creative outlets as well so like dancing and music and things that are Pisces related like creativity and stuff like that so with that long description I hope that kind of gives you a good view into the houses I'd recommend also like going back maybe taking some notes and writing down keywords that you can refer back to when looking at your own birth chart but when you look at your birth chart you're going to be able to tell what the houses are by looking at the pie And then seeing the numbers that are kind of associated in each of the houses. Um, And I'll include a picture of the houses also on my Luna the Podcast Instagram page. So you can refer back to that as well. But yeah, that's an overview of the houses. And so some people tend to have a lot of planets in the same sign. and So that particular house, which that sign rules based on your rising sign, it's going to be very important to you. So like if you have a lot of planets in gemini and you have like a gemini fourth house your home your home of origin and the energy of gemini within that like you know being able to communicate like all these things like when you look at all those layers together like your home life is going to end up being very important to you and like your private life so That's just one example, but that's where the houses get really, really important. And I think that when I first started learning about the house placements was when my relationship to astrology completely changed because it really just gave me a whole extra layer of information to understand. And I know it can seem overwhelming, so I'm hopefully not overwhelming you, but hopefully just giving you information that you can use as layers to further understand yourself, understand your life, understand patterns in your life and where you can learn from where you can focus on so with that overview being given i'm going to transition to talking about the nodes to explain what they are and how you can use them to understand purpose in your birth chart so just a little psa before i dive in the nodes are really tied to our karmic patterns and also what our souls come into this life wanting to learn what do I mean by all of that so I personally believe in reincarnation I like very open about this with the people I meet with my friends like I really believe that we come back to earth after we die and we go into different lives in different circumstances different bodies for a reason and we come back because we need to learn specific lessons i also recently read a really amazing book called journey of souls and this was something that was talked about in the book that i learned so much from and i'm gonna make a full episode about it in the future just talking about what i've learned from this book because i thought it was really fascinating it's all about like our souls and what happens to our souls after we die and like the whole process of coming back to earth and all this stuff but anyway i really think that when we come back to earth We do that when we're ready to, one, like continue learning. I really think Earth is like school for our souls. Um, And so our, our biggest indicator for our past lives and also what we're looking to learn in this life are the nodes. And the nodes are also called the south node and the north node of the moon. And the nodes go through signs every year and a half. I'll give an example. The nodes entered Taurus and Scorpio in January of 2022. So the north node right now in the sky is in Taurus and the south node is in Scorpio. So if someone was born right now, they would have those nodes in their chart. But also the nodes transiting through Taurus and Scorpio are going to be having impacts on us. who are already born living on Earth based on our birth charts, because whenever we have eclipses, and we usually have around four eclipses a year, they occur either on the north node or the south node. And eclipses are like the most transformative lunar transits. Like whenever there's an eclipse, it's like you do not know what to expect. And like it's going to bring transformation one way or the other. So that's just a little bit about the nodes and like how long they stay in a sign and also just how the nodes in the sky right now impact us right now. But our nodes in our birth chart carry a very powerful bit of information. So what's the difference between the north node and the south node? The south node sign... And house placement in our birth chart represents energy that we mastered or experienced a lot of in a past life. And that in this life, we need to learn to move away from or just transmute and release a little bit more. It's what our souls are asking us to take a step away from a little bit in some ways. And it can represent things that kind of occur in our lives pretty naturally. Like even though our souls want to let go of these things, these themes are going to resurface in this life for you to have an opportunity to release them and let go of them. And it's also going to kind of feel like your comfort zone sometimes or what you seek in a way, but you might experience blocks with. The North Node, on the other hand, which includes both the sign and the house, is the energy that we want to move towards in this life. It's like what we want to learn in this life, what we really want to start embodying in this life. And it's usually going to be pretty opposite to our self-node energy because it's always going to occur in opposite signs. So like I was explaining what the houses, right? I was saying like the first house is ruled by Aries and the seventh house is ruled by Libra. So they are opposite signs. And the South Node and the North Node are always going to occur in opposite signs. So as I mentioned, right now, North Node's in Taurus and the South Node's in Scorpio. They are opposite signs. So just note that. But because of that, what your soul wants you to learn is like basically the opposite to what you mastered in a previous life. And I think that's one of the most amazing things that I've leaned on in my own birth chart to really understanding. And because the nodes stay in the same sign for a year and a half, it's really important to look at the house placement. Like it's really important to see which house your north node and your south node fall into because that house is going to give you a lot of information about what you need to release and move away from and what you want to move towards. And as I said, like our south node is something that's going to happen naturally in our life because we have to move away from it. It's going to feel like our comfort zone. Well, on the other hand, our North Node is going to feel like very out of our comfort zone. And whenever we're moving out of our comfort zone, like our ego and our lizard brain, like our prehistoric brain freaks out because it's unknown. It's different. And so because of that exact reason, it is going to bring us the most growth possible because it's so uncomfortable and so different. And so when you start learning about your North Node and your South Node, you'll also notice how like accurate it is um about maybe persistent struggles and patterns that you've faced and I think that it's really powerful to learn about them because if you're into reincarnation if you're into like stuff that's like a layer deeper with spirituality you know in terms of souls and soul development and all this stuff which if you're listening to this podcast and specifically to this episode like I think you're probably into this stuff anyway but um look into your north node and your south node if you are because it's going to help you so much and that's pretty much everything I have to say about the nodes like I think I already explained the basics which is you know what they represent being your past lives and then what you want to learn in this new life and also explaining how it changes signs every year and a half therefore it's important to look at your house placements for it as well as the signs and then also knowing that moving towards your north node is going to always feel uncomfortable, but it's the best thing you could do for your soul growth. And then lastly, that all the eclipses that you might hear about or that, or that come up happen in the nodes. And the eclipses will affect us all in different ways based on where those signs are in our birth chart right now. So like, for example, right now, the north node is in Taurus and south node is in Scorpio. And like, I'm a Taurus and Taurus is in my second house and part of my first house. And then Scorpio is part of my 8th and 7th house. So I'm experiencing a hunger and a growth when it comes to my 1st and 2nd house themes as well as planets that are in those houses which for me is my Sun, my Saturn, Jupiter or sorry, Sun, Saturn, my Saturn for Taurus and then my Mars and Scorpio. So I'm really paying attention to the energy around Taurus and Scorpio right now and how they're playing a role in my life and just to close off i want to give an example of how my personal north node and south node plays out in my life and i think that will kind of help you get a more tangible understanding of how this can manifest in a birth chart so for example in my birth chart when i was born the north node was in leo and the south node was in aquarius in my birth chart because i'm an aries rising my north node is in my 5th house and my south node in aquarius is in my 11th house. So how do I see this playing out in my life? The 11th house as I mentioned earlier in the episode is tied to our groups. It's tied to our friends and just like larger groups of people. And aquarius energy is very analytical. It's very in its head. It's you know, a little bit aloof and feels like the odd one out a lot of the times. And so growing up I always wanted a friend group. Like I always wanted to be that person who like had a group of friends and did everything with her friends and, you know, just like had the group chat and all this stuff. Um, But it just never happened. Like never. And it was such a struggle because like I wanted a friend group so bad, but it was just such a block for me. It was something that didn't come naturally in my life. It felt very forced. Um, And therefore I always felt left out like I kind of felt like I put myself in this victim mindset of being the one who was the odd one out, who was the like the misunderstood person, like especially when I moved to the United States from Brazil, like I just felt so different than everyone around me and that was really really hard and I just found like it was really hard finding the right people who understood me and just feeling really lonely even if I was surrounded by so many people um so I think that's just been a pattern that's been hard for me and also just like something that I've t- experienced before as well is just just like always wondering especially in college like what's everyone else doing and just guiding my actions and my behavior f- from that point of view like what is everyone else doing and then basing my decisions on that which is you know the exact manifestation of having a south node in aquarius in the 11th house like that's prime like prime example but then having an North node in the fifth house in Leo, like what's my soul calling me to experience and to learn? It's how to embrace Leo energy as well as fifth house energy. So fifth house energy, being in the present moment, like Aquarius is so focused on the future, on future plans, on what's coming up, blah, blah, blah. Leo is like, and fifth house is like all about right now. When I started living in the present moment, like when I read The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle and just like really started focusing on the present moment, my life completely transformed. And I experienced so much growth. That's for one. Then also like Leo energy, like being joyful, like learning about confidence, learning about like loving myself. And fifth house things like hobbies, creativity, like having projects that are my babies, like being okay with being like different like being okay with being myself being okay with being in the center of attention in a way that's like what my soul wants me to learn like it wants me to learn how to be okay on my own and thriving off of like my own vibe and like knowing my worth knowing my value and channeling that through my creative efforts through my hobbies like giving myself time to engage in my hobbies and sometimes I feel really disconnected from them like sometimes it's really hard like especially with some of my older hobbies like dancing or watercolors or things like that photography um, right now I feel like my energy and my creative energy is a lot more challenged into my my page and my social media and I think that's a really interesting way to, that I've alchemized this south node north node placement because technology and social media like those are aquarian related things but I'm adding a leo twist to it you know with using my social media as a way to express myself and have fun and so I'm really learning to like just be in the moment enjoy the moment like live life with enthusiasm and like love myself so much and have confidence in myself that like I don't need a friend group like I have a lot of friends from a lot of places in a lot of areas of life but I don't need a friend group to be living an awesome life and I've been feeling like my soul is wanting me to just learn how to thrive off of my own energy and just to be my biggest cheerleader and to embrace that Leo energy and just be okay with being the face of like my projects and the things that I'm passionate about and like confidently sharing myself with the world. So yeah, that just got a little vulnerable, but I think that probably gave you a pretty descriptive insight into my North Node and South Node placement. And there's a website that I recommend called Advanced Astrology, I think it's advanced hyphen astrology.com and they have a lot of articles that are like north node in the first house south node in the seventh house or like north node in Sagittarius south node in Gemini like they have one for every single one of those placements so I really recommend looking that up or just looking it up on google and understanding that so like understanding your north node and south node based on the houses as well as on the signs like look up both And I promise it's going to change your life. Like it's going to change your life so much. And I just think it's also so cool how I just got chills. I think it's so cool how we can use our birth chart to get insight into a past life. And I truly believe it's such an amazing resource. Like so amazing, so helpful. Like you learn so much from understanding those parts of your birth chart. It's insane. And I'm just so excited for you to dive into it hope this like sparked your interest into it because like once I started realizing my north node south node tendencies and placements I just started becoming so much more aware of like when I am embodying those like lower octaves of the the south node like if I notice that I'm feeling left out or excluded or I don't know like the odd one out like those feelings come up a lot for me and so I've just become much more aware of them when they come up and understanding that it's just my soul pushing me to learn lessons over and over and learning about my fifth house and and learning about my north node has just helped me learn how to alchemize it how to like expand other areas of my life and it just made me feel so understood in an exceptional way and I think it's so cool so yeah I think my like recommendations for you leaving this episode is to take a look at your birth chart and like just take a look at the house placements and just like if you want to dive deeper into them like look up first house in blah 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 second house in blah 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 like look up your houses based on the signs that rule them and just like understand that and how that plays a role in your life and then when it comes to the nodes i would recommend looking up north node in sign and north node in house for both north node and south node look up like north node in for example leo south node and aquarius and then north node in fifth house south node in 11th house or like whatever it is for you and then also something else that an astrologer recommended to me once that was really helpful is look up like negative qualities of your south node and best qualities of your north node signs and keep those handy like notice like what's the shadow side of your south node sign And what's like the biggest light that you could shine with your north node and like really become mindful of that shadow and really like tap into that light for your highest level of growth. I've just learned to be a lot more mindful of that. And I keep that list handy and I refer back to it when I need to, um, to like anchor back into the qualities I want to let go of and the qualities I want to embrace more. So I know this episode was a little bit longer, but I had a lot to say and I think I didn't even realize it was going to take so long to talk about all these things, but I am glad that I did and I'm glad that I gave you as much information as I possibly could about them and as much context as I possibly could as well. So yeah, this is the end of the Astro series. It's been such a journey. So amazing. I've had so much fun talking about it. I hope you guys have had so much fun listening as well and I'm just excited for your astrology adventures and always here to be a resource so feel free to DM me on Instagram chat with me about astrology at any time that's what I'm here for and I love you so much seriously if you're listening to this right now if you've been taking your time to tune in if you've been absorbing value like that just brings me joy and that brings me a lot of fulfillment with this podcast and with this series as well so yeah thank you so much I love you Remember you're loved, you're amazing and I am very, very grateful for you and I will see you next week and we'll be also returning to some of my older style episodes too just talking about many different kinds of spiritual things that come up like so much has been happening in my life that I've been learning from so I'm just excited to also be able to talk to you guys about those things and you can always refer back to this series whenever you want to also let me know if you guys want me to talk about anything in particular in a series format which would be really awesome like i don't know like goddesses or the chakras again or anything like that let me know and yeah without any more rambling i hope you have an amazing rest of your day i will see you next week and thank you so much for listening bye for now sending so much love